Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Pete Sweeney. 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 Pete Sweeney is presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, the official sports book of 610 Sports Radio. He's our Chiefs insider. He's the editor-in-chief at Arrowhead Pride. And happy 40th birthday yesterday to Pete Sweeney. How did it go? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, uh, it was great. I mean, it, it was a great birthday. A lot of support, a lot of, a lot of wishes on Twitter and whatnot. So thank you to, uh, to everyone who reached out, uh, except for Nick, who posted a really – unflattering photo of me on the internet how old was that photo well i have some flow you know a few years back here and uh nick decided to go and and dig it up and and (laughs) presented that to the to the masses so uh that was special you know i I appreciated that but i'm I'm glad it's over why do you think showcasing that you once had long uh, luscious hair is a negative you know what i don't know if it was like the best look for me you know at, at the time I don't know, I'm not sure exactly what I was thinking at that stage in my life but uh, we've grown up as uh, Alex mentioned I'm a ripe 40 now and so uh, we're moving forward Pete I think what we should do is find uh, get in touch with Nick's dad and find some photos of him in high school when he said he had longer hair Ooh. and diamond earring studs so <laughs> if we're looking for embarrassing photos it sounds like Nick might have a few Nick had diamond earring studs. Oh yeah, I did yeah. Not, I did not, this is not something that I was aware of. No. You could just go on my Facebook. They're they're public. They're go public. Find them. Yeah, they're public photos. I had, I had big famous stars and straps earrings. Huh. I also had studs that were the colors of the uh, Denver Nuggets. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Those are big boys. Oh man. All right, we're talking to, to when it's when it's Nick's birthday. I'll have to I'll have to do some digging myself. So. All right, Pete, do you have any insight on what's going on injury-wise with this football team? Because we knew about uh, McCole Hartman, the abdominal issue, and, and he hasn't practiced all week. But then yesterday, all of a sudden, Legereus Sneed uh, is on the injury report. Yeah, you know, it, it, these things happen. I mean, we're at, we're at the middle uh, of the season, you know, at this stage, and we'll probably find out more today. We're, we're actually headed out to the practice book now. We'll see if Legereus Sneed is available if he isn't out there, we should get some kind of report, you know, at the end of the week here with, with Andy Reid when these injuries do pop up. They are really good at the end of the week of kind of telling us what's going on. Right now it doesn't seem like McColl uh, is is going to play this week. They're, it's a little bit mysterious with this, this abdomen thing. And so we will end up seeing 
um, what happens with him. And, and so, you know, it's, it's a fortunate timing-wise, never fortunate to get an injury, but fortunate timing-wise, they do have Kadarius Tony in the mix. And you really don't need seven receivers. So if one goes down like this, it, it should open opportunities for Tony, who Andy Reid confirmed will get uh, more snaps as we go here. I guess that's it. Like, to me, that's where I've liked the sky more for 2022. That was fun, but that's not a part of the story, right? Because they show us time and time again. If they want to put a guy in the field, they want to get him playing time, Pete, they will. Yeah, and, and you know, I go back to the Josh Gordon experiment. And I call it an experiment because it was a failed one, but they really did invest that percentage in him and tried to get him going early on. Just never worked out. Tried to make the team this training camp. Couldn't do it. And so they've been always trying to improve their situation when it comes to pass catchers on this team. And so they went and, and made the move. And, you know, from talking to the people in the building, they feel like they have a first-round talent in the Kadarius Tony. He's not going to play 100% of the snaps right away. This is the Andy Reid offense. But I do expect him to have more than nine that he had the first time around, probably in the 15 to 20 range, I would think. And then uh, as he learns more and more and as he gets more comfortable, I, I expect we'll, we'll see him um, getting close to, to what would be regular snap percentage. Pete, is this the best job we've st- seen from Steve Spagnolo? Because I, I know that he's leaned on the veterans and had wanted to, but with this young group, I feel like he's doing more with less than at any point in his time in Kansas City. I've been most impressed with the job he's done this year. Well, I think what is impressive about it is, A, you had a lot of new faces. Uh, B, you had players that are supposed to be significant contributors, such as a Willie Gay and, and now Frank Clark missing time. And then C, he's not someone who historically has been comfortable with starting younger players. And for them to lean into these rookie cornerbacks like they have and to see them play well and, and for us to, to just get to know a seventh rounder like a Jalen Watson and to see the way that he's performing for this team, I, I just think it's been impressive. I mean, he's a Steve Spagnuolo is a secondary guy at heart. And for these guys to be playing as well as they are is just impressive. And then again, you know, you you have these unforeseen circumstances where, again, the key guys are missing time, and it, and it seems like the defense hasn't skipped a beat. We always go into the season with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, and we're like, well, can the defense uh, at least be okay? And I just think it's been more than that this season, and it's why the Chiefs are Super Bowl contenders. We're talking to Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride. Yesterday, Juju Smith-Schuster spoke to the media, and really the ongoing question for the rest of the year is going to be around his future in Kansas City. It sounded like a guy that wants to be here, and I don't doubt that whatsoever, but is it is it desire to be here and be with Patrick Mahomes enough, even if this market blows up, in your opinion? Well, I, I think we just got to see what happens with the receivers now. The, this past year and the offseason completely changed the game when it came to receivers. We saw that right here in Kansas City. I mean, going into the offseason, this team wanted to keep Tyree Kill. Like, that's, that's very real, and because of circumstances and it blowing up, they just weren't able to, to do it and feel like they had uh, an ability to maintain flexibility in the future. So they adjusted on the fly and were able to, to, to do what they could. And so for me, and this is a good thing about Kansas City, they're never going to give a bad contract out that they feel is bad value and, and puts them in a bind, and, and this allows them from doing other kinds of moves. So really to me, like what it comes down to is, you know, I know Juju is performing well, but is it almost going to be too well, right? I mean, there's a big difference than him maybe finishing between 1,000 and 1,100 yards or somehow blowing up and getting close to that 13, 14 range that he did in 2018 where he might command uh, a lot of money. I think it's very possible that he ends up being in Kansas City because the key thing for me is the age. We have seen Brett Veach show reluctance to give guys that are a little bit older 
and above what would be that prime age, these long-term contracts, what Juju has is a lot of NFL experience. And hidden in that is that even though he has all these years of experience, he's still 25 years old. And so that, to me, speaks like a guy, so long as it's affordable and so long that he's willing to work with the Chiefs, that could be here for a long term. And when I say long term, maybe a a three-year deal comes to mind. Please tell me that at least he'll make one exception for Chris Jones, because I I don't want to know what the pass rush looks like, Pete. He'll pay him again, right? I don't know. Oh, come on. Yeah, I don't know, because we have seen uh, Brett Beach make these tough decisions before. We've seen this regime you know, move on from guys that they felt were were not good value because of their age and and whatnot. And I just tend to think um, this could be a player where Beach makes a tough decision, you know, like he did with Tyron Matthew. And, you know, not every fan is going to love it. But, like, even that tough decision to make, you're, you're getting rid of the Super Bowl defensive leader, and it seems like he still has some, some something left in the tank. And, and right now in New Orleans, they're feeling like maybe they shouldn't have given him, him the contract. So, um, that's a little bit of a question for me, and I know that's tough. I know that's tough, but uh, we, we'll end up seeing what happens. There's still a year left on that, so we'll we'll see what ends up happening. But um, I, I feel like right now they would have to keep Jones at least for the year, and, and then you, you kind of get back into that negotiation type deal. Do you feel like you've seen as much of George Karloftis the last couple of weeks? Because I felt like in the early part of the season, the sacks weren't coming, Pete, but that I also felt like I was noticing him more on the field than I am now. Yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree. I also think you saw last game where Carlos Dunlap is finally hitting some kind of stride here, and you hope that that can continue. And I think that Karloftis does have a lot of those hidden pressures. Like, if you really look at the pro football focus part of it, he is finding ways to pressure the quarterback. It just hasn't translated to sacks yet. But, I mean, you know, going into the season, I remember having conversations with you guys on, on this show and up at training camp that, this is a rookie defensive end that was drafted late in the first round. And you would probably take somewhere between the, the range of three and five sacks. And I tend to think that's still very possible with George Karloftis. I, I still think he's coming to his, his own a little bit in, in the defense. And I, I think, you know, in talking to him, he's happy with how the, 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 the first half of the year has gone, but he's also a little bit hungry and wants to see that, that production when it comes to sacks. So I, I think give him a little bit of time, but it definitely feels like a player that is going to be able to grow within the defense and someone that will be really valuable to have on that rookie contract. Pete, what did you make of Eric Bieniemy's comments about this rushing attack? It seemed as though he thinks the the solution <laughs> is well, just run the ball more. And I just don't, I, I just don't think that's a the solution. Nor do I think that that's actually what they're going to really do. No, you know, it, it felt like okay, we get, you know, how do you how do you get more rushing yards? Well, you run the ball more. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no duh. Like, but it's like, <laughs> do you, which which running back do you want to use here? And I think. For me, the solution has been, and I don't know if the Chiefs necessarily feel this way, but to me, the solution has been McKinnon has to be your, your third down back, your, your pass protector, and you've got to pick one or the other, and you've got to give them carries. So I'm not saying, oh, there needs to be more running plays. I think you've got to lean into, and I don't even care who it is. Like some, people, some people like Isaiah Pacheco, whatever. Just give one of these guys an opportunity to have 10 to 15 carries and get in some sort of rhythm. You, you, you get some guy going, and then all of a sudden they're, they're out in the mix in this three-way running back committee. You look at the successful running back committees around the NFL, it's usually two guys. Really rare that you see three guys like cooking. And so I wish that they, if they're going to lean into Pacheco, give Pacheco the 10 to 15 carries and let's see what he can do. If it's going to be Clyde, give him the 10 to 15 carries and let's see what he can do. That, to me, is the solution. And, yeah, it's, it's a willingness to call running plays. Um, but then you got to be careful with that, too, because – you also, at that stage, are taking the, the ball out of past hands. So it's a little bit of that, uh, not to not to cop one of your sayings, Gold, but the Goldilocks thing, where you know you kind of <laughs> got to run the ball just right 
and get it going. And I think that'll help the, the pass game as well. And the, the tough part here, too, is we're talking about a team that had 499 net yards uh, in the game. And so I know that they made mistakes, and that led to them not scoring points. But it's still a, an offense that, that is one of the better offenses of the, the league for, from a, a yardage standpoint. So it's nitpicking a little bit, but you'd like to see a little bit more balance, at least. I guess. But to me, it's like switching over to the one running back is like, I don't know. That doesn't seem like the solution because neither guy has jumped off the page and seemingly other backs and other markets have had a find, you know, have found a way, I guess, in order to make it work when they only get five touches a game. To me, this really comes back down to the offensive line. They're not a good run blocking offensive line. And I don't think that's going to change, Pete. I think there's always going to be a limitation for how good they're going to be in the running game. Well, it seems like they're doing a little bit more zone running and, and they were having a little bit more success with the power stuff earlier in the year. And so maybe it's just a, a matter of them changing the scheme a little bit. But I, I really think if you can pick one guy and allow him to, in a, in a way, get in a rhythm, this is something that the, the running backs will always tell you, the players will always tell you, they need to be out there to feel like they're in a rhythm in the game. And I just, I think why not try it? You need to get some, you need to have some way for this run game to get going. And I don't, you know, you don't like to see any of these players get benched because I do believe that Pacheco is talented. I do believe that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is talented. But unless you give one, someone, one of these guys a true opportunity, I don't know how you can get the run game going. And I, I, I don't think it's completely on the running backs. I agree with you that it's the offensive line. But then it comes to the coaching, too. Why was it successful early on and not so successful now? And that, that ha- that's up to the coaches. And, you know, for your offensive coordinator – you have been a former running backs coach. It just simply needs to be better. And so you hope that you see that uh, starting Sunday against the Jaguars, who are actually pretty good against the run. So it's going to be another challenge against Jacksonville to get it going. But I just feel like and, and you, when you watch this team, when they are running the football well, it's just a better offense as a whole. So no matter how you figure out how to, how to get this going, it has to because against the better teams, I think, in the, the AFC playoffs, it's going to require balance and, and a – and a better offense when the other team is scoring to make sure that you win that football game. Pete, uh, Nick Schwert refused to eat an egg salad sandwich to support the veterans here on <laughs> Veterans Day. I, I know you support the veterans, so if we gave you an egg salad sandwich, I assume you would have at least taken a bite out of it, correct? I would have finished the whole thing on yeah, Veterans Day. I figured. Yeah. I'm that you know I'm I'm that that type of guy. I I I want to support the veterans in any any way possible. And I'll tell you what, I you know I I kind of like egg salad. You know, really? It turns out so. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably enjoy it. I mean, that I saw it the other day when I was in for Arrowhead Pride Radio, and it, it looks pretty appetizing. Uh, Maybe a little salt and pepper and, and get that thing going. So, Pete, I will see you later tonight. So if I grab it on my way out of the office today, you're telling me you will eat the sandwich today. Oh, I have I have plans for every meal a day, but, you know, some sometime at a later date for the veterans, of course, so I'll be happy to do it. There you go. Pete Sweeney, our chief insider, the editor-in-chief over at Arrowhead Pride. I figured he would have. He likes egg salad, though. Hmm. You know, some people do. That's why it exists as a food. I guess so. I guess so. I know that sounds. Well, I mean, mince meat pie exists as a food. I don't think anybody likes that. I've Somebody does. Okay. It's fine. You're about to say it, aren't you? It's fine. You like it? Do you even know what mince meat pie is? I do. You eat, you liking mince meat pie and also looking like a 90-year-old gra- <laughs> Polish grandmother actually checks out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Okay. Does it does it remind you of the homeland? <laughs> is it getting any better? Like two days yeah, later, it, it is. actually is. 
Every, oh, that's great news. on the up and up. It is. You guys didn't want it to is. admit it. It is. Because that would have meant I didn't maybe eat that egg salad sandwich. It is. You're actually starting to get some, like, underneath your chin. Like, it doesn't just look blotchy like it, <laughs> and dirty. Again, before, <laughs> it, it really looked look like, man, blotchy. his face is just dirty. And now it's like, uh, oh, he's actually trying. God bless him. You know, this you guy's know, trying. Him. He's trying to grow something there. And it's poor just guy. Like mustache <laughs> for the poor. You guys just, you can have a little. Seriously, like now it's like, oh, he might actually be trying. Before it truly was like. It's so kind of embarrassing that you'd be trying, but it's not like yeah, that guy just needs to shave. It was definitely more just like he's being lazy or is his face dirty? I can't tell. Uh, no, he's, oh, he's, he is trying to grow something. You know what you I'm know? feeling today, Gold, with the, the cold weather? Itchy. Chilly? A little itchy. You're itchy today? What's the, what's the solution for that? Uh, yesterday was itchy. Oils and balms. Yesterday, so I, I put some balm on today. Yesterday was an itchier day for me on the beard growth. I don't know what was going on. But, yeah, today not too bad so far. I, I, got, I bought some new uh, some balm stuff that I put on. It's not quite the oil that you gave me last year. There you go. But, uh, yeah, it's all right. Usually you go with oil for the shorter, and then you go you progress to balm as it gets longer. I just went to balm the oil I didn't like as much last year. The second it is December 1st, I'm shaving this off my face. Cool. Just that. We're trying to have a beard conversation over here for guys who actually can grow beards. Oh, I'm sorry. So you can just uh, I thought you said it was sit on the sidelines, punk. I'm Next. not allowed to be a part of this conversation until I can buy an oil. You can't even like you can't even put your hand through your facial hair yet. It's still too short. Like you can't. I can. I can still. I can at least get a little feel. You yours just scruff. This is beard shit. How do you think your your hair your body hair situation compares to Juju Smith Schuster's? <laughs> <sighs> Should we provide context for that? Probably. Just let it sit there. Yeah, I mean. Good everybody. It's your boy Juju Smith-Schuster here. As a football player, you guys all know we put our bodies through a lot of wear and tear. It's going to be a long season. If there is one thing I don't put corners with, it is taking care of my region. My body is my career, and shaving my pubes is no different. So I use only the best. Gillette Intimate gives me the respect it deserves. With gentle and easy shave. All right, guys, come on. I gotta get going. About to start. <laughs> Why does he say about to start? Why does he say about to start? Like we get it. Because he doesn't like. Because he like it's like a condom commercial being like, okay, guys, we're gonna go have sex now, and then at the end of commercial. Um, do you want to transition to uh, <laughs> trash of the day? Let's let's do that, and we'll day. get to what's your fantasy a little bit later on in the show. I didn't know if it was right to go from that to what's your fantasy. I just didn't see it. Didn't Need feel a right. Buffer. Yeah, it didn't feel right. It really didn't. All right, trash of the day. It's gonna be interesting. Takes us. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get to the what's your fantasy later. Uh, Flor- Fort Lauderdale, Florida, is where we go for this one. Uh, and, and this is where I maybe lean on Nick a little bit more because he's the one that goes to airports monthly, if not biweekly. And what do you got for me? It has to do with security at an airport and things that you might have tried to sneak through your luggage. Oh, okay. I don't know if you've ever done this. Uh, security officers at a South Florida airport have reported finding something inside of a raw chicken in a traveler's luggage. First of all, why are you packing a raw chicken in your luggage? That would already make you suspicious, by the way. And I don't need any more details. I'm already disgusted. And then the person was actually trying to hide a handgun. They put a handgun inside of the raw chicken, which was then inside of their luggage. They obviously got caught. Shocking. I just The, the raw chicken part, yeah, is, is weird enough. How could you not have thought of a better way to smuggle that onto your luggage. 
Like what? I mean, how many different? How bad did that? Your clothes smell on that trip? What Although the that hell? person, I guess, didn't get on the plane. Luckily, so. again, I think I actually think the worst offense in this is the raw chicken. Well, like that's more arrestable. I, I mean, uh, putting a, uh, taking a gun on an aircraft. I'm more I have... offended by the raw chicken. So you would rather somebody <laughs> behind you, the seat behind you, you would rather them have a gun. Yes. Yes. Than, I, than the I stand raw by chicken. That. Yes. Even if that person was Nick behind you. If it were Nick, I mean, yes. I think that I would rather they just have that. I'd be like, I don't know why you need either, hmm. but do not bring raw chicken onto this aircraft. I love that. That's uh-huh. okay. Huh. You're more concerned personally, about the raw chicken. Personally, uh, a gun strikes fear into my heart more than raw chicken. <laughs> Though the raw chicken is disgusting. I think you, we're, we're burying the lead here on the firearm. At what point do you think... Did you think at any point when they were trying to put this gun into the raw chicken that they thought this was going to work? Do you think they, they like saw a TikTok work. video of somebody saying no, way to hide a gun on an aircraft and it was into a raw chicken? They're like, that's got to work. They somehow, Did they ever think it wasn't going to work? No, they probably assumed that somehow the x-ray, they just see the raw chicken. They didn't think that, you know, it would see inside of the raw chicken because they're not smart. I don't think that's how x-rays I know. Work. I agree with you, but that had to have been their logic. I mean, that's the only other reasoning behind Someone it says they you can probably give. thought security wouldn't want to touch the raw chicken. Again, it's all just imaging. <sighs> they don't have to now touch anything. Yeah, and if I'm security and I see a raw chicken in your suitcase, I'm going to have questions. Well, that's a serial killer, so I guess I better make sure I really search their bag. They're going to be pulled aside for extra Ugh. screening, right? Thinking of You're the- immediately drawing <laughs> attention. If it was a cooked rotisserie chicken, I'd have questions. Thinking of that. Let alone a raw one. Rotisserie chicken. Have you seen the video? There's a guy that had rotisserie chicken for 40 straight days. And people I went and watched. Like he, he said, "Hey, I'm going to go eat this chicken." And you can like come. where a Boston Market? No, just no. like in, in the middle of an open field in Philadelphia. Yeah, he invited people to come and watch, and people showed he, up. He, like and stuck watched. up flyers, like lost dog. Why I'm going to eat. Watch me eat a rotisserie chicken, and, was, and hundreds of people kept yeah, showing up. Forty straight days, he had a whole rotisserie chicken each day for forty straight days. And by the way, rotisserie chicken, fantastic. But forty straight days, after a while, you're going to get sick of any food. Yeah, I mean that's one of the less offensive foods to eat, though. Sure, rotisserie chicken's great, but 40 straight days, a whole rotisserie chicken? I wish I, I, wish I lived in Philadelphia so I could have seen that. You would have gone? I, I honestly think I would have. If yeah. somebody had put a sign up and then it became this bigger and bigger thing, we I think as a show we would have gone. Yeah, we could have live broadcasted it. To go watch this it. guy eat. I, yeah, we could have done a show from the place where the guy was going to eat the chicken. Hmm. You don't think you would have wanted to see it? No, I wouldn't have wasted my time to go and watch someone else. Time How so is that a waste ways. of time? I don't How it, is that a waste of time? How many other times are you going to see for something me, like that? I'm not really into watching someone just eat a chicken for 40 straight days. Okay, what if it was an attractive woman eating a chicken? Not, no. Attractive woman in a bikini. No, but like, not going to go in and person. Somebody else like, was feeding her. Oh, no, you're <laughs> feeding her. Now, Cody's, would Cody's you, now you're hey, adding to okay, it. Okay, would you feed an attractive <laughs> supermodel? Yeah, a oh, rotisserie, now it's a supermodel. Yeah, she's wearing a bikini in the middle of a field, and you're feeding her a rotisserie chicken. Well, yes. But she has to eat the whole thing. Yes. You're in. I'm in. I'm out. <laughs> so why out. are you out? Yeah, I would come to watch you feed a why supermodel a chicken. I know that's, at some point, it, it gets weirder. Somehow just watching the guy eat the rotisserie chicken, we're all having this funny moment. Then it gets weirder and weirder down the road as Gold is feeding. She's like clean, she's cleaning the bone. <laughs> That's, That's an image. I, I'll say this. There's an image for your Friday morning. It yeah. has probably been a solid month since I felt like we had like a real true Friday show. 
that people joke about on the text line where this show mm. gets off the rails consistently. Yeah, I mean, this feels like that. We've had that kind of show today. Eh, Friday shows are always fun. All shows are fun. Friday's a little something different. I, I, text line does have one final question for you, Cody. Here would, comes the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> would you still go if the guy was eating the chicken at a strip club? Would you have gone? You said you wanted to well, watch. That's, you would have been I'd out. Like to, I'd like to avoid that in my life. You're not, well, again, that's not going to be avoidable. What about the, can I the strip sandwich club for that? In two and a half months, you will be going to a strip club with this show with our listeners that are loyal listeners that are in the guillotine league. And I'm, something tells me yeah. other listeners are going to also show yeah. up that day, too. Well, okay, how about this, Cody? Would you rather eat the egg salad sandwich or feed an entire rotisserie chicken to a stripper? So picture Mercedes up there, and but she's waiting for that. You're not in a strip club, right? Rotisserie chicken. In this case, I'm not in the strip club because either way, I have to. No, like, you're at the. You're you're on the stage, <laughs> feeding her. It's part of her routine. <laughs> I think I'd rather just go to the strip club. <laughs> I don't think I like either of these choices. Are you saying or eat the sandwich? Yeah, yeah. you can eat the sandwich uh, here in the studio, or you can feed a rotisserie <laughs> chicken to a okay. stripper. I guess. At a strip club, not yes. just in the studio? On stage. Usually that's where strippers are, Cody. They're yeah. usually at strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> they well, can they come have, to the studio. No, well, they, they have lives outside. They don't live there, <laughs> yes. but I get your point. I guess eat the sandwich. <laughs> okay. And you're, you're a part of the routine, so like people are throwing dollar bills at you as well. But you don't get to keep the money. No, the she gets it all. Yeah. The sandwich then goes to her. Uh, that's the trash of the day up next, the Chiefs Red Half Hour. We'll get back into the comments from Juju. No, not the advertisement from Gillette, but his comments about staying in Kansas City. Next. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. Don't miss Patrick Mahomes and CDOT on The Drive every Monday at 2.15. This season on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Chiefs Red Half Hour is brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. A reminder, at 1 o'clock today, you'll hear from Andy Reid. He'll give us an update on where they're at injury-wise heading into Sunday's game against the Jags. And maybe, just maybe, somebody will ask him about what kind of music he listens to on the drive home from games. Or maybe someone will ask him what kind of breakfast he has every day on the way into the facility. Maybe it's something that's made for him there. I don't know. These are the very important questions when you're at the midway point of the season and you're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you want to ask him about his run defense against ETN? Would you rather hear that or what Andy Reid eats for breakfast? I would rather hear how many days in a row he thinks he could eat a rotisserie chicken. That too. Someone should ask. Hey, did you hear there's there's this guy that ate 40 straight days of of rotisserie chicken? think his answer would be? I think oh, be he's like heard four. about it. He's obviously heard about it by now. Uh, you, you think? I don't know. Is that sure. tuned into social media? I, I think he's you tuned into rotisserie chicken talk. That's <laughs> like he's he's on that beat. He's on the rotisserie yeah. chicken beat. Boston Market. There's no. I don't think there's even any is Boston Markets in KC anymore. Is there a better food deal on earth than like a five dollar rotisserie chicken? You can do so Great much. Great value. With it. Great value. Yeah. No, there is. Rotisserie chicken is fantastic. No, it's the easiest no way to make chicken noodle soup. Like, I'll make the noodles, and then I, rather than, like, make an entire, like, I'm not going to cook a bunch of chicken, I can just peel apart a rotisserie chicken. Problem solved. Mm, that's a good idea, Cody. It's a great idea, man. You're actually, I, you're actually, he's he's being real here. He's saying. Yeah, no, that's like, smart. Actually, then think about that. You can make yourself some chicken noodle soup, right. which I know you're a fan of. I am. Who? I mean, I, hold on. Who isn't? Who doesn't like chicken noodle soup? How would Nick, you not this like... is your moment. Are you going to reveal that you don't how like chicken you... noodle soup? Honestly. No, some... How is that not something anybody likes? I can't wait until Nick is again eating. I cannot wait till everyone can is view he eating the egg how salad many sandwich? times a day Nick tries to sneak in some food when the it. rest of the show's happening. How was it? it? How was the egg salad sandwich? <laughs> not Delicious. As, not as bad as we so thought. So much better than I thought. Yeah, you know, we've talked way too much about the sandwich. Someone has to take a bite of it. Today. Someone should take a bite of it today. You. You take a bite. No, you. I all, I'll, I'll take a bite if everyone will. During the commercial break, I went and I checked on it. And it looks it looks just as appetizing as it did four days ago. Or when the live stream goes for real on Monday, Mm-mm. we have some sort of contest on the show on Monday mm. that requires someone to at least eat half of that sandwich. Mm-mm. No. Why, no. Nope. Why will you give the listeners what it's they want? because you were supposed to eat the damn sandwich. But I that decided instead to keep this hideous beard. That was the plan. Was the, the, that I would eat. cave and eat the sandwich. Yes. yes. And you backed out. It's I didn't you. Back out. This is yours. I would have ate it three days ago, but now it's gotten older and older because we were waiting for you to eat it, and now it's too old. <laughs> I've, it's, it says Best Buy. The Best Buy date for me was December, or November the 9th. It's November 11th now. I'm out. <laughs> that was your Best that Buy was, date? That was my Best the Buy. The packaging mm-hmm. specifically says that it's still good until Tuesday. Yeah, I think the egg salad sandwich goes perfect with chicken noodles. I don't know. When I, when I see that egg salad sandwich, I just think of you, Cody. Let's all take one bite. Nope. No. no. All right. Let's talk some shoes football. Let's let's do that. Let's get back into Juju Smith Schuster and his future in, in Kansas City. And he spoke yesterday about staying in KC and where his mind's at right now. Oh, I would love to stay here. To be honest, um, this offense is uh, unbelievable. Coaching staff's unbelievable. Um, if it was up to me, of course, you know why not? You get to play one of the best quarterbacks, you know, in the game. Um, so yeah. Look, he's, if it's up to me, I mean, I think it is going to be up to him because I, I assume the Chiefs are going to be very interested. But there is always a number, as we learned with Tyree Kill, 
There is a number, though, that it can get to to where the Chiefs aren't interested. And that'll be the interesting thing come free agency, assuming he gets to free agency and that they don't do something before then. Because the Chiefs, I'm sure, would love him back. I'm just like they wanted Tyreek Hill back. But you get to a certain dollar amount where it's not reasonable for them in their mind. So I think it'll be interesting how much are both sides willing to kind of compromise because I think we all know he's a great fit for this offense. We've seen it already. Uh, he really does fit an Andy Reid offense. The rapport that he has with Patrick Mahomes, there's no doubting that. He's pacing to have his second-best season in his career. He's not going to be 29 or 30. He's 26 or 25, I think, for another week or so, something like that. He's young. I think if you can find a way to get him back here where you're not having to, quote-unquote, break the bank to do so, it would be so nice to head into next season already knowing that, oh, you can count on Kelsey and I can count on Juju, and then see where Tony fits in and then see where Sky fits in. We don't think McColl's back. See, whoever that next guy is fits in. MVS, of course, too. So versus the alternative where it's like you're going to go find another guy again. Juju has made it look easy that, oh, you just go find a guy on a one-year deal, Cody, and go sign him, and he'll be great. I don't think you want to get in that game every single year. Just real quick out of baseball, by the way, uh, the Houston Astros have parted ways with their general manager, James Click. As a reminder, the Astros just won the World Series. So literally a week after... Winning the World Series, they have fired their general manager. They offered him a one-year contract. That's why. They only offered him a one-year contract. That's super weird, right? Uh, somebody else is going to bring him in to be like senior per- senior advisor or some crap like anybody, that. Anybody, any yeah. baseball team would yeah. be smart to do that. The Rockies, I think, had been, they've had front office issue the entire time. Pay the guy whatever he wants. He just won the World Series. I don't know That's why he would weird. take that chance. That's why would they only bizarre. offer him a one-year contract? I don't know. We can talk about it more in a minute. That doesn't make any sense at all because it's very confusing. But... From the Juju Smith-Schuster standpoint, I understand the desire to not want to get into it, but could you make the argument for the for the Chiefs that is, we didn't know anything about him going into the season either, and we didn't know if he was going to fit in the offense, and it went just fine? But that's what I'm saying. So that they're good at identifying whoever right. will fit in their offense, but, so they can just yeah. find some other free agent wide receiver, but that's what and I'm he'll saying. also fit in what they do? Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, man. I, I, you don't want to get in that game every year that you're trying to find that one-year option. That's not a for your number one wide receiver. I'm fine with the one year option for my number three or whatever. For my number one wide receiver, at some point you do want to have that stability again. I don't think the the game plan all along wasn't, hey, every year we're just going to bring in a different number one wide receiver. You still want to eventually find someone for, let's say it's a two or three year contract. Well, that's what they, they tried do. to do, Tyreek. They tried to give yeah. him a long term extension. They weren't yeah. trying to do it every year. That's what I'm saying. So I don't think the plan is to keep doing this. I mean, if they can find a way to retain Juju Smith Schuster and uh, you know sign him on a two year or three year extension then I think that is a, there's a huge benefit to doing so. You don't want to get in the, the game of trying to find two or three receivers every year. No, you don't, because I understand you, you don't. But they have a lot of, like, as much as we said they haven't had that many receivers under contract, it's starting to grow because Tony and Sky Moore and Kelsey, you know, like they're starting to have some guys who are kind of floating around, especially the main guys they use. I know replacing... You know, replacing McColl is going to be a, a, a bit of a challenge, but I don't know because McColl's role hasn't grown in any of the years. It's pretty much been his role, which means to me, you can pretty much draft a McColl replacement right off the jump. The Juju one's going to be harder to find, especially because the wide receiver market's insane. But is there any appeal in, I guess, is, is there any appeal in you finding out if the wide receiver market's going to regulate itself? Because if you pay Juju now, you're going to have to pay him based on what the wide receiver market looked like last season, which is obviously high. Like, I don't know that you want to 
you know, I, to me, I who's, would pay who's him the number one. I mean, I, it's, he's it's, the number one wide receiver in the free agent market. Right, sure. uh, he's the number one. But then, if he's not, then who's your number one next year? And we're, you know, I understand we had that conversation this like year. Jacoby but, uh, Meyer. I don't know. I mean, to me, I'd go right back to the same thing. I would tell you to do the same thing: trade up in the first round of the draft, take somebody in the first fifteen, and find your Chris Olave. Hey, well, in this too, like you have to acknowledge that there's probably going to be two or three guys who are going to ask for trades this offseason or teams who won't want to give them long-term deals and therefore I don't know who those guys will be. Yeah, without yeah, without knowing who they are, it's hard for me to be like, no, I don't want to trade picks. You know, it depends on who that guy is. I I still think not only the – it has nothing to do with just being easy, but just there is something to be said for the known commodity and knowing it works in your system, and we know Juju works in this offense very effectively – and there's something to be said for that. Now, I think they should have a number. I mean, you can't you can't pay Juju a, a number that's going to put you in a bind in, in a couple of years if you don't think that fits what what a 1,200 yard receiver should be making. Um, but it's not going to be cheap. And we brought up the Christian Kirk contract. I don't know are the Chiefs willing to pay him Christian Kirk money. The, the answer right now may already be no. And if that's the case, then we they already know that if that's what he's asking for, then it's not going to work out. I have no idea. I don't think I don't think the Chiefs know for sure what what Juju is going to be seeking. Uh, next offseason. Let me ask um, you this. Well, hypothetically, would you have been okay with the Chiefs doing the the Calvin Ridley trade that the Jaguars did before the deadline? Which was I would have been fine it was with a it, yeah. 2024 it was a 2000 or this year's fifth, next year's second round pick for Calvin Ridley who should be back to play next year. Would you have well, been okay with that if the Chiefs did it? I, I would have been okay with the deal because it's not even that simple of a trade. It's the fact that based on playing time and everything, the the draft compensation changes. So like it's not you know it, you have to had, give him a second contract for it to be a second round and if you give him a second yeah. contract then you feel fine about it yeah and so I no I would have been interested in in that trade I mean they made the Tony trade so that was their like their version their of version. looking at you know the long term aspect of it and there's like there is still another, like Calvin Ridley he's got to sit out of fo- playing football for a year I mean it's the same questions we've had with other guys like. What happens when you just don't play football for a year? How effective are you? Yeah, and the biggest well, and Juju essentially didn't play football all of last year. He played all of what four games. And Calvin before. Ridley is not even allowed to be. With no, the I team, understand. Though. He's not even like working out. I understand, but I mean, it's not like Juju Smith was working out. He was hurt. So I mean, it it just depends on the player. And they're young enough with Calvin Ridley that I probably would have taken the chance. My biggest fear is that gambling is such a sensitive issue for them. That they're not going to just make it a year, and instead they're going to go and suspend him another eight games, or what? Oh, you know, really? You think that? I, I think I don't that, think I, so, but that would be my fear in the trade, right? My fear would be that they're going to do something like that. Ooh, I don't. They're not going to. Yeah, one. If that's the case, then you only lost a fifth round pick. If that's if yeah, that actually so happens, yeah. um, but I, the league's not going to Pete Rose, Calvin Ridley forever here. No, I they mean took, I they took criticism for the one year suspension already. You know what's kind of rough, too, when you just timing-wise is that you go back to the 2017 draft class. That would be the class where guys would be free agents in 2024, and it's like one of the worst wide receiver classes ever. I mean, you're talking about Cooper Cup, who's obviously already got the deal, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's here. Aside from that, it's, I mean, Kenny Galladay. He, he Corey Davis, field. Corey Davis, Bust. John Ross, Bus, John Ross, <laughs> Corey like, Davis, worse than that. Corey Davis, Curtis, Sa- Chiefs. Curtis Samuel, like, and then you see the the years that came after that. It's you know a dozen wide receivers who are signing long term extensions. It's just that the timing of this and where the Chiefs are currently at, it doesn't set up for 
any big names to be on the market the next year or two. No, but the timing is also that superstar wide receivers are seemingly in the draft every year, and there are multiple of them, Nick. They're not yeah. like two guys to get in the draft. They're like seven. Yeah, Corey Davis, by the way, much better, even though yeah, it's much better than John Ross. John Ross has 900 yards in his career. Corey Davis still ended up with 3,700 yards. He, not that he was in Curtis Samuel's probably got How did the Bengals, that, he? Or like how two, did the Bengals yards? five years ago <laughs> spend a top 10 pick on John Ross yet still have the best receiving core in the NFL when healthy? Well, because, you know, Jamar Chase is. T Higgins and this might Tyler Boyd. This might surprise you, but turns out they drafted the other ones very well. (laughs) And it also it's amazing when you know they don't have Andy Dalton and other guys playing quarterback for them now. They have a guy named Joe Burrow playing quarterback. It kind of makes everybody a little. So you're saying John Ross was just a little too early. If he were here now, he always had injury issues. But if John Ross was healthy and in the current Bengals wide receiver group, and you took out one of them, other one of the other guys like Tyler Boyd or something, I think John Ross would. If you could give him health, yeah. But he just never. Could he stay might have fallen. Eight. Yeah, and he might have fallen get victim to the. He's very fast, but it turns out he can't really do anything else. Like it's nice to be fast. He ran like that four two two or whatever. Like oh, yeah. good. All, all I'll say just with Juju is like it's a no, there's he's a known commodity. Like you're you're yeah. right. You and I have talked about the drafting trade up for and, and all that. And yeah, there's been you know we both wanted Chris Olave or you guys wanted Pickens, but we all talked about Chris Olave and he's been great. But there's no guarantee. There was no guarantee with that. I know Juju. I yeah. know what I'm getting from Juju. That's that's the benefit of being able to find a way to retain him. This was kind of interesting, though. We, we always talk about how much does luck factor into wins and games, and, man, that team got lucky, or they were lucky to have this happen. Someone actually went in and took a deep dive and went with some analytics to figure out, like, how lucky are some of these teams? And how they broke it down is basically wins added via luck by scenario. And you may roll your eyes at it, but I think it's actually kind of interesting. So they, they broke it down to dropped interceptions by opponent, uh, drop, that would seem lucky. Drop passes by opponent, field goals and extra points attempted by opponent. So again, attempted meaning they missed, and then fumble recoveries by either team. And based on those four categories through the first nine weeks of the season, the luckiest versus unluckiest teams. The luckiest team in football, and this isn't good for them because they still aren't winning, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The way and all they're the all, luckiest team in all four of those categories. Oh dear God, the luckiest team. The Giants, the second luckiest. Washington, the third, and then the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, the quote-unquote fourth luckiest team in football. If you're going to go undefeated, you're going to have some breaks go your way. I mean, there's, there's no, you're, you're not, you're not going to win 15 games or 16 games, whatever you think the Eagles are going to end up with without having some luck go your way. What, what was curious about is the Chiefs are pretty much middle of the pack. They're right there, wedged between Arizona, Baltimore, Minnesota. They're what? What is that, 13th or so, 14th or so? They're average. Yeah, and, and then... Who are the contenders in the AFC? When we have this contender conversation, we've been talking about Buffalo, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Miami. Well, Cincinnati is the second least luckiest team in football. Buffalo is the third. Now, Buffalo's got some injury issues. Josh Allen, by the way, still not practicing today, so it's looking more and more like Case Keenum's going to play. But it's kind of interesting. Out of the AFC contenders, the Chargers are, quote-unquote, the luckiest team in in football. That tracks, doesn't it? I mean, they had a missed kick that would have lost them a football game. Just start there before you do anything else. To me, there's no, these are like hard analytic numbers. This isn't like spitting something out. If an opponent drops a pass, misses a kick, fumbles, and you don't recover it, those are generally considered lucky. I know all fumbles aren't created equal, so maybe there's a little bit of room there. A fumble that has five of your players around it and one of theirs, it's not necessarily unlucky that you did not recover it. But over the course of a season, most of this, to me, tracks. 
the teams you're like, how good are they? Are they really that good? The Giants and Philly are two of the luckiest teams. Or shouldn't they have been worse at this stage considering the injuries of the Chargers? They're lucky. Or Miami, lucky. Right? Some of that stuff does track. And then when you start looking down at some of the teams that you think you would expect to have at least been a little bit better, they're both playing bad and aren't getting the luck. That to me is Tampa Bay and Green Bay and the others. Those are the ones that I would expect to be at the bottom of the list. Not only are you not playing well, but you're not getting all those breaks you would have gotten somewhere along the way, right? You're not getting that fumble that your team recovered for all yeah, those I mean, years and years and years. If Cincinnati, you're definitely feeling kind of good about this, right? I mean, when you're the, the second least lucky team in football and Jamar you would Chase. think that some of those things are going to go your way now. Jamar Chase has been hurt now for two weeks, I guess it's been at this point in time. And yeah, you feel like you're, you know, there's no, there's no correlation though. It also is noted the individual that did this, the data on this, that there's no correlation between like first half means you're all of a sudden going to not like not be unlucky in the second half of the season or whatever. So like there's, there's nothing, they're not linked. So there's a chance if you're the luckiest, everything is the same forever. You might remain the luckiest team. You might become the unluckiest team, but neither think like this shouldn't change based Mm, on that. I hate this. Okay. You hate it. I think you make your own luck in the NFL. Sorry. I don't just chalk things up to luck. Seems made up to me. Luck does. Yeah. Just oh, now we're quantifying luck, huh? Make your own I mean, luck in this did world. A pretty so good you, don't, job. you don't think in my, like, back in my day a, we made our own luck in this world. Back in your day, you were so you thirty-two. You don't think like a drop pass? There's times where that can be thirty-one. You don't think that can be fortunate? A drop pass? That's skill. Drop dropping the pass is skill. Well, lack of lack thereof. Lack of ability to catch yeah. it. You should have caught it. You should have better players who can catch the ball. Roster construction. Well, how tight was the spiral? How catchable was that ball? Maybe he put too much zip on it. You're saying guys don't want to. You guys don't want to have this conversation, though, do you? Hey, I'll I'll remove. If if you if you are not one to have this conversation, then please do not ever bring up analytics in your Knicks notable notes again. Please don't. Well, I can bring up my my notes are analytics. The analytics he does analytics are are stats. So you're just nitpicking which ones you want. If they well, this one's made up. I don't think it's made up. It actually, oh, it's makes made, a lot of, it actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's actually formed on hard stats, like missed kicks and dropped catches and fumbles that weren't recovered. Mm-hmm. Those I are mean, real luck, things. Luck is subjective, though. In no, but some not, circumstances, but they're, not, but they're, they're not, making it not yeah, subjective yeah. by no. making it empirical by using data and numbers. Correct. What if I what if I uh, what if I woke up with a stomach ache? Is that just bad luck? Oh, bad luck that day. No, it's not for you because <laughs> it's something bad. In your, in your case, it's not bad luck. In your case, you've had it. You're an issue for your whole life, and you have continued yeah, just to eat luck things, of the draw, right? And you have continued to do things that cause you to have problems, despite knowing that it causes you That's problems. That's not that you can't prove that. Uh, we know I did anything wrong. By you, the way, Pete Sweeney reporting: <laughs> Lajarius Need is practicing today. McCole Hardman is not. So McCole's not going to play on Sunday, right? I mean, that's. McCall's in practice all week. So, Tony and Sky Moore, step up. Let's go. And that's what it is. McCall's not playing. He'll practice all week. You're not playing. That's pretty standard. Yeah. What, what's the uh, prediction for snaps for Kadarius Tony? He played nine in uh, his debut. 22. In City. Uh, loser has to eat the sandwich on Monday. Nope. Nope. Not playing. Not playing. <laughs> but Sky Moore. How many? How many? Sky Moore. Okay. How about this? Let me ask you this then. Sky Moore and Justin Watson both played 26 last week. Kadarius Tony played nine. Who of those three will I, have the most snaps this week? Tony. Tony. So you think Tony is going to surpass not just Sky Moore, or not just Justin Watson, but also Sky Moore? 
the 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 tougher one might be passing Justin Watson. Honestly, I'm not worried about him passing Sky Moore. It's it's whether or not you think Justin Watson is going to get more snaps than Tony. But Justin Watson just kind of has his own role. Like, occasionally they'll take a deep shot or two with him. He's not really involved in the offense per se. He was more so in this last game than probably any other game. Like, he got more snaps, but they also threw the ball 68 times. True. So, of course, his number was going to be inflated. They, and they, they, I'm sorry, they they didn't, uh, was it 68? Yeah, 68 total times. That's, I mean. He's just going to play more than that. I still think it might be Tony. I think it'll be close for what it's worth, Nick. I don't think he's going to like way out snaps guy more. I just think, I think they'll both be in the I 20s. just think it's so tough. Do you think McColl's unlucky by uh, getting hurt this week? Uh-huh. Or do you think that's just no, yeah, everything, his fault? Everything is luck. Every, everything. And in a way, like if you took the Hawks at minus 23 and a half last night. Someone on the text, line, the text line brought that, that up. Three at the end of the game by North Dakota State. It's bad luck. Nick told me to, to take North Dakota State to cover in that game. I did. Did you, you really? Any time North Dakota State's getting 20-plus points on the road, <laughs> it's free money. Free money. I thought it was the other way around. No, 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 no. Oh, Pay I think attention. you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you we said We should go to break. We should go to break. And I was right, and we should go to break now. I don't know, man. I don't know. Up next, though, we get to what's right. trending and something that Spags has done more this year than in years past. Cody and Gold brought to you by KC Bobcat. Rent or own from KC Bobcat in Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 